Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. First, I'd like to just hold a, a moment of silence for those that were viciously gunned down this past weekend in Texas and Ohio. And just a just a brief thing. I I, I have nothing to say, really. I, I don't want to get into a bigger, deeper political thing because that's not what this show is about. But I what I do want to say is that violent video games have nothing to do with these events. Despite what some politicians in the media might say on, on both sides, violent video games have shown time and time and time again to not be involved at all with what causes these individuals to act out. The FBI have done studies and it's actually shown that most most of these individuals don't actually play violent video games or if they do, don't play as much as the general populace does. So I, I, I just want to get that myth out of here as we, we go on to our regularly scheduled programming and with that we go right into video game news uh, as it somewhat pertained I I hate to to do things like that but and I hate having to talk about like that kind of stuff with you guys but unfortunately it, it just it takes over and then the video game community gets gets dragged into it as as video games are, are constantly put on 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 blast as they have been for for decades at this point despite the fact little to no evidence supports these arguments as as they try to shift blame somewhere that it doesn't belong but obviously one of the biggest biggest noisemakers this week was the fact that ninja had officially left twitch which has been his home for quite some time, and signed a deal with Mixer, which obviously is owned by Microsoft, uh, Twitch's biggest competitor right now, despite the fact that maybe they're not on the same level. Uh, but with that came Mixer's first stream uh, at 65000 Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Not Mixer's first stream. They've, they've had... Well, it was Ninja's first stream on Mixer had a higher viewer count than some of his most recent uh, streams on Twitch. Uh, he was averaging about 65,000 65, viewers uh, on, on his first stream on, on Mixer. Uh, uh, that's pretty good. Um, he'd been hovering around in uh, the twenty thousands, if if I'm not mistaken. More recently on Twitch, I'm not a big ninja follower. I, I know a lot of people do like him. Obviously, this is to coincide with season ten on Fortnite, 
And it's interesting, to say the least. Rumors. uh, Rumors are circulating that he might be being paid about $10 million a year. uh, Not really knowing the the reality or or what he's being paid. Obviously, he's going to be paid a lot of money. It's Microsoft. They got a lot of money to throw around. And... The inter- other interesting fact is we don't know how many years this is. If if things die down, he might go back to Twitch in the future. Uh, obviously, a lot of things aren't aren't known at this time. The thing that's really interesting, though, is that Ninja began began can't even talk today began his professional video game playing career playing Halo Three. And what? Major release is is on the horizon for next year, uh, especially for Microsoft. Oh, I don't know, a little game called Halo Infinite. I wonder if the timing of this has anything to do with that. Also with Halo Master Chief Collection coming soon to PC. Who knows, maybe they can sway him away from Fortnite for the time being. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Speaking of new developments... The head of IO Interactive, uh, formerly of Square, the creators of the Hitman series, uh, the head of the studio was giving an interview to Noclip and uh, casually dropped that Hitman 3 is in active development, but in the meantime, they will create and release a new IP before the release of Hitman 3. So that's, that's something to look for. Uh, people are. I, I'm a fan of the Hitman games. I played a little bit of of Hitman One, which is technically the reboot. I have not gotten to Hitman Two just yet. Uh, Hitman Two dropped the episodic feature that Hitman One came with, and uh, I wonder if that will. I wonder if Hitman Three will go back to episodic. If it will be like two and be a full game, but uh, no, no, no word yet on release on the new IP or Hitman Three. And also, uh, EA had mentioned that there was going to be a new Need for Speed. Uh, no official announcement other than that it was coming in 2019. Uh, however, per an Australian website retailer, apparently Need for Speed Heat leaked with a fall 19 placeholder date. So, I mean, we already know that it was coming. I'm sure maybe something will get announced in the coming weeks at Gamescom later in the month. I know it's a little late, we're about a week into August, but August's Games with Gold and PSN Plus free games of the month were announced after last week's recording. Uh, So if you own an Xbox or Xbox 360, your free games this month are Gears of War 4 from the 1st through the 31st if you have Xbox One only, along with Forza 6 or Forza Motorsport 6 from August 16th to September 15th. If you have a 360 or both, uh, you can play via backwards compatibility if you have an Xbox One. Uh, You get Torchlight from August 1st through the 15th, and then Castlevania Lords of Shadow August 16th through 31st. Uh, Over on the PlayStation side, if you have PlayStation Plus, you get the Wipeout Omega Collection all month long, along with Sniper Elite 4. And uh, that's it for those games. As, as you guys all know, uh, a few months back, PlayStation stopped giving PlayStation 3 and PS Vita games. Vita? PSP? No, Vita. Vita. Vita's the newer one. All right. Uh, 
Uh, speaking of Sony, they did have to make a publicly announced statement that if the trade war or ongoing tariff non-negotiations, if you ask me, between the U.S. and China persist, uh, it will be they will be forced to increase costs of PS4s onto U.S. consumers. And them, Microsoft, and Nintendo had previously sent a letter to Congress and the administration warning that if if the tariffs continued, uh, or this what's called a trade war, more like a cold trade war, continued, uh, they would be forced to push costs of those tariffs onto consumers, especially with rising costs of consoles and things like this. And Sony, unfortunately, had to say that if it continues, like I said, uh, I think they were looking at a 10% increase on their consoles, no word on if Microsoft or Nintendo would be forced to do the same in the coming months. So if you wonder why a PS4 has suddenly gone up in price after after six years, this is why. Uh, we also got some news regarding moder the Modern Warfare reboot on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, kill streaks are back, so no more score streaks. Uh, whether you like that or not, depending on the types of game modes you play, that, that could either make or break your your game. Uh, but with that, the hardline perk is back, allowing you to get kill streaks one kill sooner, essentially. Uh, there's no classes per se, but there are operators in essence. Uh, not really uh, not operators in the sense like Rainbow Six Siege, but essentially just different characters to play as. Uh, also got beta announcements. Uh, the PS4 only beta will run from September 12th through the 16th with early access for those that pre-ordered running from the 12th through the 13th. And then the open beta will run from the 21st through the 23rd of September with early access going to those who pre-ordered from the 19th through the 20th. Crossplay will be involved in the beta. So if you're looking to get your hands on the new Call of Duty about a month early, and you pre-ordered the game, there is your chance. So, I'm fucking stoked. I'm sure a lot of you are too. The My real first Call of Duty game was Modern Warfare 4. I fell in love with it there. I cannot wait to get back to the franchise I love. In the series I love. Oh man. Captain Price is back and that's all that matters. Maybe Soap and Ghost too. Who knows? But I don't know. Well, uh, another reason to hate EA, or not hate EA, but maybe shake your head at them. Uh, but the CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson, was being interviewed, and uh, actually not interviewed, excuse me, it was uh, during their first quarter earnings call, and something happened where Switch got mentioned, and, and essentially why EA doesn't really support the Switch like some other publishers do, and he said... Anytime we're evaluating platform conversations, we're really looking at a couple of things. One does, one, does the game really fit the profile of that platform in terms of the control or the community ecosystem? Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game and go there, or would they prefer to play it somewhere else? We have had a lot of data that would suggest a great many Switch owners also own a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or a PC, and very often choose to play the games that we make on those platforms. 
even though they have a Switch and they enjoy a lot of great content on the Switch. Uh, which I can kind of say makes a lot of sense. I don't know how many people are going to be playing Madden or other things like that. Um, and speaking to that, there's only currently four EA games on the Switch. Um, and and I, I think FIFA is on there, but they don't get a lot of features that Xbox and PlayStation get. Uh, someone had asked about The Sims, and he said, I wouldn't say that The Sims would never go to the Switch. But I, I get it. The Switch isn't as powerful as modern consoles or PCs. And a lot of EA games do require some beefy beefy specs to run, especially FIFA and Madden, mostly for the AI and things like this. So I, I can understand that the Switch might not be might not be the best place uh, for those games. And again, those both of those games have very strong online elements to them. And Nintendo's online features are, while they only really launched a, a payable service last year, those are severely lacking from my understanding, especially when it comes to like voice chat and, and things like this. And it, it's, its online services are nowhere near that of, of PSN or, or Xbox Live, which kind of makes sense. So uh, if you own a Switch... And only a Switch, you're not going to have a lot of access to EA games. Um, but good good for you uh, as we near the end of the 8th console generation. Uh, you'll be able to pick up one of the, the beefier consoles for a little, a little less money than they might have launched for six years ago. And uh, that is if you can swing it. I'm not saying you have to, but if you want to play EA games... You probably already own one of those consoles and, and have a Switch for Nintendo exclusives. Or, if you have a Switch and the other consoles, you bought another copy of Skyrim. Because, why not? Uh, speaking of, of uh, re-releases, the Ghostbusters, the video game, uh, is re being remastered and is actually releasing this year on October 4th on Xbox One, PlayStation, and Switch. And uh, I don't know why I never played this game when it first came out. I, I'm not sure what happened or where the disconnect was. I know it reviewed fairly well. It had the original cast come back. Uh, I think I'm looking to get it this time. But uh, Ghostbusters game with the original cast. October 4th, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the Switch. Uh, and remastered, obviously. GTA Online recently debuted their Diamond Casino, uh, which was promised at launch, if I'm not mistaken. And it allowed GTA Online Rockstar announced that they saw their largest day and largest week of players in GTA Online since it launched in 2013. Now, I don't know what their active users is. I know it was pretty high. It's reached 100 million copies sold or 110 million copies sold, which is insane, making it one of the most sold video games in history. Uh, it's also one of the most profitable entertainment properties in history, like movies, everything, which is just a ridiculous, ridiculous number, considering I think you still have to pay full price for that game in a lot of places. I mean, there's, there's always sales and things like this, but let me, let me just do some calculations here. 
did $800 million in its first day, which blows movies out of the water. Uh, and it's up to, with like content drops and people buying cash, it has made around $6 billion in worldwide revenue. That is insane. That is just insane. That's crazy. $6 billion. Speaking of billions, Pokemon Go has now been downloaded over 1 billion times. Obviously not 1 billion people have it on their phones, which could possibly be possible, but more than likely, more than likely has to do with uh, re-downloads and things like this, just showing that people are still still playing, which is which is crazy to think about. But that's that's nuts. It's just nuts, man. I, I can't believe I can't believe we're reaching numbers like that in the gaming world. Mobile gaming is different though, but anyway, uh, I know a couple weeks back we talked about GameStop and, and how its light has been fading. Uh, they recently announced that they're going to have to lay off. Well, I don't know if it was announced. It was kind of leaked to Reddit. Uh, but they announced that they're going to have to fire or lay off, excuse me, around 50 regional leaders, uh, be it in, in regional managers, HR staff, things like this, in another bid uh, at restructuring and trying to save face as... They continue to lose money, they continue to look for a buyer, and don't know if they will survive the decade. Uh, Evo was this weekend, or EVO, the fighting game championships. Riot was there. Uh, Well, not totally, but someone who works for Riot Games, who actually started, uh, started Evo, I think his name is, last name is Cannon, announced that Riot is making a fighting game. Uh, Riot is currently known for making League of Legends, and looks like they're going to throw their hat into the fighting game ring as we get more and more and more fighting games. Uh, And also announced at EVO was a new Guilty Gear coming in 2020. So if you're into that, I know Guilty Gear is considered one of the hollowed, hollowed fighting games of history. Uh, There is a new Guilty Gear coming next year. Also teased this past weekend, Apex Legends may be getting a possible new hero. Uh, No official confirmation on that, though. And uh, Bungie sadly had to announce that its newest expansion for Destiny 2, and of course the new free-to-play version, New Light, so Shadowkeep, which is the new DLC, and New Light, have been delayed uh, two weeks from September to October 1st. So if you're looking to hop in on the free-to-play Destiny 2, October 1st is your new start date. And as we as we wind down on the video game news, uh, big milestone this, this past week, uh, July 31st, was the 30th birthday for the Game Boy. I've had very, very fond memories of the Game Boy. I was gifted a original Game Boy, I want to say on my 5th or 6th birthday. Uh, It wasn't the original gray, but it was actually the black re-release. 
and mine still works perfectly. No joke. These things are like sturdier than a Nokia. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I saw online a lot of people were talking about how their theirs have held up and still work perfectly, and some guy lost his in the snow, and then it worked in the spring after the snow melted. I don't know how true that is, but uh, my first gaming memories, besides PS4 and or PS4, besides like Genesis TV and PlayStation, uh, were on the Game Boy with Paperboy and one of the Final Fantasies. Not sure. Honestly, I, I kind of want to revisit that because I never really played that game in 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 true to form because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, really. I was just walking around fighting bad guys and, and doing things, never paying attention. The only real game I ever paid attention to was Paperboy. That's really the only, the only one I think I can find right now, too, which I hope I can find those other ones. I'd, I'd like... I'd like to go back and play those. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, wow. Uh, okay. That's uh, that's a nice trip down memory lane. But uh, hopefully you guys had, had a good memory with Game Boy uh, all 30 years. And I have all my Game Boys still. Advance, SP, uh, Color, things like this. They all still work very well as well. So that that's a, a testament to their, their great manufactured quality from Nintendo. And it's fitting as we move on to TV news that it also ties into gaming. Uh, got a lot of news out of... So right now the television upfronts are happening, which it's essentially the Television Critics Association. Uh, it's an ongoing thing in the, the early summer, early, late spring, early summer, uh, and into the summer, I should say, where... Television networks have upfronts where the studio heads come out and talk about their shows that are coming out and things like this. Uh, got some news on the Halo TV series, uh, new casting. Uh, they have cast Cortana and Dr. Halsey being played by Natasha Mechalone. Uh You might know her from uh, several TV shows and movies. She was also in, uh, at least what I recognize her from, uh, she played the girlfriend to Truman in the Truman Show, the one who like disappears and tries to get him out. <laughs> uh, they also cast Admiral Parangoski, who those of you who are familiar with the lore know her as the head of ONI, the Office of Naval Intelligence, the, the organization that created the Spartans, things like this. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine has also joined the show as a former Spartan too. Uh, we got some new Spartans being added to the mix as well that are not originally part of the lore. Part of me thinks that they might just be blue team and they're just uh, yanking our chains here. And uh, as we all know, uh, Pablo Schreiber was cast as chief a couple weeks back, I think a couple months back at this point. And the head of Showtime said, uh, while they are going to stick to canon as much as humanly possible, uh, they are sticking, they do not want to stomp on anything that's come before. They want to stick to what what's available to them as much as possible while also allowing for entertainment purposes. Uh, no guarantee that we won't see Chief's face. As any Halo player knows, you never see Chief's face. He's supposed to emulate you, the player. Um, but obviously, you don't cast someone like Pablo Schreiber and hide his face the whole time. But then again, look at all these movies that cast Tom Hardy and don't really show his face. The sad part, though, is unfortunately with all the delays and setbacks and things like this, 
the Halo show will not premiere until 2021, despite being announced almost seven years ago. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But it will come out right after the, uh, probably not long after the release of Infinite. So we can ride that Halo wave for quite a while. Speaking of riding a wave, it was announced that the Picard show on CBS All Access, uh, Star Trek Picard, 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 depending on how you say it, uh, will be getting a prequel comic and a prequel novel. Uh, the comic will set up more Picard's story, and the novel will set up more of the story uh, surrounding the new characters being introduced to the series. Austin St. John, a name you probably don't recognize at all, uh, was the original uh, Red Ranger on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original. Uh, and he had teased that there might be a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers animated series in the works that he possibly has been working on and might possibly be playing the Red Ranger. Uh, as you know, he was the Red Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Then he was the Blue Ranger in Zeo. Uh, he did not appear in Turbo, but he was in the movie. Uh, at that point, Rocky had taken over. Um, or that was the character's name, at least. Uh, but Austin St. John, the original Red Ranger, teasing at some sort of future Power Rangers project. That'd be really cool. Um, also, at the television upfronts, I know we talked about the Halo TV show, uh, the president at Showtime also gave news about their prequel, uh, John Wick prequel series, The Continental, uh, about the hotels that service and give residence and, and things like this to, to the assassins of, of that universe. Uh, the show will be a prequel, will be focused on The Continental in its earlier days, uh, years, years before before John Wick, to allow for, um, I guess, to allow for a more uh, thorough idea of, of of the situation and understand how the Continental came to be. And honestly, that that's really exciting. I'm I'm excited for that because there were so many questions I have after watching the John Wick movies about the Continental and how that universe exists, and there's just a lot of things that don't make any sense. And I, I can't wait to finally get some answers. Hopefully this show will will give us the answers that we seek. Probably won't. It'll probably just make new ones, but one can hope. Am I right? Uh, AMC was also giving their upfront. And they want one more Walking Dead spinoffs, which I feel like The Walking Dead is is really gone way beyond its welcome, overstate its welcome. But if you're into that, possibly more on the way. Uh, we also got some major news concerning the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, this news actually just dropped, like literally just hours before recording uh, today, Sunday. Kevin Conroy will be playing an older Bruce Wayne in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So yes, the voice of Batman from Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, and Batman Beyond 
will be playing an older version of Bruce Wayne. No word on if he's going to be actually suiting up or not, but holy shit. I wonder if it's going to be an interpretation of his character from Batman Beyond or some other one. Maybe it will tie into the Kingdom Come Superman that we're getting with Brandon Routh. But, man, oh fucking man, I cannot wait now. This this crisis is turning out to be probably going to be amazing and so much that it's going to require multiple viewings to catch everything. Um, also tucked into some of that, Cress Williams, who is the star of Black Lightning, uh, also confirmed that Black Lightning will officially join the Arrowverse uh, when him and other cast members of, of Black Lightning take place take part in the crisis. Uh, unfortunately, it will not be part of the, the five episodes, um, but I'm sure it would be in the, 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 the following year. Uh, and speaking of those episodes, the Crisis on Infinite Earths Arrowverse crossover begins December 8th with Supergirl, continues December 9th with Batwoman, and then December 10th with The Flash, and it will take a few week break, return in January, uh, both with both final episodes being on January 14th at 8 and 9 p.m. with Arrow, uh, serving as the series finale for Arrow, if I'm not mistaken. And then the season premiere for Legends of Tomorrow uh, on January 14th. Man, I can't fucking wait. More and more news comes out every day. Uh, I, they, there's rumors that Linda Carter may be involved now as, as Wonder Woman. Uh, 77, I think we talked about this last week. There's rumors that, uh, now I can't think of his name, uh, Tom Welling will be back as Superman from, from Smallville. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's unknown, but that's, that's what's, 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 uh, possibly on the horizon for us later this year. And, uh, to kind of, to kind of end things for TV and kind of blend with movies. We got a trailer for Scorsese's The Irishman, uh, his new film uh, for Netflix, which will star Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and, and Al Pacino. Uh, it's the first Al Pacino movie. Uh, sorry, excuse me. It's the first time Scorsese has directed Pacino. I think the fourth or fifth time he's going to be doing uh, Joe Pesci and De Niro uh, about Jimmy Hoffa and things like this. I, for one, can't wait. This movie's been in the works for for years at this point. Finally hap happy that it's finally getting a release. Uh, Scorsese movies are, are some of my favorites. Um, and and I can't wait to see what he does with, with the three of them in one movie together. And... Uh, just uh, one final note, I, I didn't really talk about this last week, and I, I should have, but uh, while I was ranting and raving and loving uh, the Umbrella Academy, I, I forgot to mention that whoever was in charge of the music for that show just fucking nailed it, and I hope they keep that up for the second season. Uh, also started watching The Boys on Amazon. That show pulls no punches, and that's not a, that's pun intended. That show is intense. Uh, definitely check that out if you're looking for like an anti-superhero show, pretty much. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to movies. Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot news. Uh, Matt Damon is back. Uh, uh, that was uh, noticed in the teaser 
trailer, but it was confirmed that he is actually playing Loki, despite dying, uh, spoilers, at the end of Dogma. And what's funny, it's not the first, uh, it's not going to be, it's the first time. Obviously, it's not the first time. Uh, if, if you might remember, he actually cameoed playing Loki in a play in Thor Ragnarok when Thor returns to Asgard and the real Loki is masquerading as Odin. Um, but uh, So now it's the third time he's playing Loki, second time playing uh, the same character as previously. But again, he was an angel, so who knows if uh, who knows if he really died? Uh, Jonathan Goldstein and Jonathan Francis Daly have, uh, as we all know, departed the Flash movie over creative differences. That that movie is cursed, if you ask me. Uh, and they have essentially moved right on in to direct a potential Dungeons and Dragons movie. After Chris McKay, director of the Lego Batman, and uh, the upcoming Nightwing movie, have has left the project. Dungeons and Dragons was uh, miserably attempted to be turned into a film uh, in the early early aughts, and uh, looks like the studio's willing to give it another go. I wonder if it will turn out right this time. Granted, Dungeons and Dragons is having a bit of a resurgence in popular culture, thanks to Stranger Things, and a lot of celebrities are are coming out as D and D fans. So, no surprise there. Uh, trying to trying to uh, pick up on the uh, uh, the zeitgeist, if you will, and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Can't wait to see that. Disney has another billion-dollar hit on its hands with The Lion King, uh, doing so a lot faster than Aladdin did. It's uh, probably, I think, one of their most profitable remakes now, uh, next to Aladdin. Uh, it passes the original Lion King from 94, which had uh, $968 million uh, total box office. Uh, that's accounting for inflation as well. Uh, the only thing with that, though, is the original animators of the film aren't uh aren't totally happy uh with that um obviously they're upset because something they made is being remade again and um a lot of them try to stay anonymous talking to IndieWire, slash film things like this huffington post uh someone who did talk say i only get myself in trouble if i comment on the other version uh, there's a huge resentment against these 3D, 3D remakes from the original 2D crews. Maybe if we got any kind of royalties, it would be different. Uh, another one said, if you polled the crew of the original Lion King, most of them would say, why? Did you really have to do that? It kind of hurts. It's sort of sad that the stockholder is now in the room deciding what movie gets made. Disney's now taken the cover off and it's now in your face. Yeah, we just want to make money. That's disappointing as an artist from a studio that was founded on originality and art. And uh, another one said it would jar me out of the film literally, especially when little Simba walking around, it was too real. And then when he would talk, it reminded me of those old nature films where they would dub voices over and the lips would move. And I thought, oh, this is really cheap. I think it was just too soon for this one. Uh, the filmmakers put themselves into a corner when you do that realistically. 
you're really stuck to what the real physics are in real life or people aren't going to buy it. But there were a few scenes where there were a couple of expressions and suddenly it was a little more alive. And in this instance, I kind of have to agree with them. I, I, I get what Disney's trying to do. They want to make money. They're shareholders. <clears throat> me, sorry, excuse me, what? Want money off of our investment. But at the same time, of, of all the remakes, I felt The Lion King was the one that was... I, and I said this a couple weeks ago. It just was whatever to me. It didn't really do anything. The Aladdin one was cool because it was a little bit of a different spin and, and added some some things that maybe necessarily couldn't have been done in the, in the cartoon. I liked the Beauty and the Beast one because it added a, a new element to things that made it feel more alive than the cartoon, which is kind of counter to what The Lion King did. The Jungle Book was amazing. And, and uh, Maleficent, I didn't care for. Cinderella was whatever. I'm, I have no desire, no desire to see the second Maleficent. I'll give The Little Mermaid a, 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 a chance. But, I, I don't know, The Lion King just, it felt flat to me. If, if there is a Disney cartoon I would like to see remade is Hercules. I would love to see what they do with that in a modern setting and, and how they would bring that to life. Of, of, of anything, that would be something I would like. Not even this rumored Atlantis one. That, that was a dumb movie anyway. So, that's probably not going to happen though. Uh, Andy Muschietti, the director of It and It 2... And the forthcoming Flash movie, now that he's taken over. Uh, Stephen King, uh, he said that Stephen King reached out to him uh, to add a, a new completely original scene for It too, And he happily complied and allowed Stephen to give him notes on the script and things like this. Uh, it's always nice to have the creator happy with your work and uh, giving pointers. Uh, and not denouncing you or anything like that, like Stephen King did with Stanley Kubrick with The Shining. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was also posting pictures to, uh, it's marked like the fifth anniversary of the leak of that, like, digital effects reel that, uh, was like a proof of concept to show what they could do for a Deadpool movie done by the, the studio Blur, who does a lot of video game cinematics, and, uh, he kind of posted this, like, board with everything connected by strings, you know, like a conspiracy board, and who did the leak, and anniversary, and he's like, now we move into my phase five plans and everyone's taking it as a hint that Deadpool 3 will be back in Marvel's phase five. Uh, no confirmation or news from Marvel, though. So take that with a, a heaping of salt. Uh, Ava DuVernay, uh, director of the forthcoming New Gods movie, was doing a Reddit AMA, excuse me, a Twitter AMA. Uh, people asked her about the Furies. She confirmed that says no self-respecting uh, New Gods fan would make a movie, a New Gods movie without including the female Furies, uh, or no self-respecting Barda fan, big Barda, uh, being a member of the Furies. Someone asked about Darkseid. She responded, Darkseid is, uh, which kind of ties in to the most recent Mr. Miracle comic written by Tom King, who's writing the movie with her. And uh, speaking of Tom King, he did say, that uh, Ava DuVernay essentially gave him carte blanche about writing and to help build a team of uh, friends of Kirby and Kirby experts to make sure that they nail down 
the Jack Kirby vibe for the New Gods movie, which makes me very excited. Uh, also got news that Thor will be filmed back-to-back with Shang-Chi. Uh, Marvel kind of said it will allow them to not have to uh, demolish sets or anything like that, and it will allow them to uh, keep people employed for longer as they work on both films. Both films. Uh, and they will be filmed in either New Zealand or Australia back-to-back. Uh the president of The Rock's production company was being interviewed uh, and officially confirmed that Jaume Colette Sarah is going to be the director of Black Adam and they hope to begin filming before the end of next year. So Black Adam will be on the docket sometime in the next two years. Finally, finally coming to theaters. And... We got some news around uh, the Ben Affleck movie that was unfortunately not meant to be. I think the producer... uh, Let me take a look. Uh, Let me see what's going on here. Uh, Richardson, who was the cinematographer, excuse me, Robert Richardson. uh, He was going to work on the Batman movie. Uh, He was being interviewed on Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, It's a podcast. And he said... Well, he was going more into the insanity aspects, so I think you would have seen something a little darker than what we've seen in the past, and more into the individual, who's inside Batman. What element may be sane, and what element may actually not be sane. So he was entering into a little more of the Arkham, as you know. He's going into where you keep everyone who was bad, everyone that shifted, everyone that shifted and Batman. That sounds fucking amazing. And that there were rumors floating around that there were going to be like multiple villains in the film, which is also being rumored right now for the uh, the upcoming Batman movie. I can't think of the director's name right now, um, but that was going to be a possibility, which gets me very excited, uh, but sad at the same time because unfortunately that movie is not going to happen anymore. I think Ben Affleck would have killed it. Uh, Hopefully he's not really done as Batman. I know he said he's done as Batman in terms of directing and starring in in the film, but who knows if he might be back for a potential Justice League sequel or a cameo appearance somewhere or in a Man of Steel 2, things like this. So uh, nobody knows, though. Nobody knows. With that, uh, we are pretty much at the end of the podcast. Uh, I just do want to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, and before we get into the review, it was confirmed that it is getting a sequel and a potential Keanu villain. Uh, Keanu might potentially be the villain in Hobbs and Shaw 2, which is the rumor right now. Um, but I did see Hobbs and Shaw today. Fucking loved it. It was a, it was a perfect action movie. And The Rock and Jason Statham have this incredible chemistry that just, oh man, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And the jokes are great. The the There's a couple things that are just super over the top, but that's par the course for, for Fast and the Furious movies now, even though this is more of a spinoff. It doesn't feel, uh, it doesn't feel like a, a normal Fast and the Furious movie, but that, that's fine because it's a, Fast and the Furious Presents, it's more like a, 
a, a spinoff per se. It's more meant to set them up on in their own like side franchise. It's in the same universe, but that's um, that's about it. Uh, there's some connections and not a whole lot. There's uh, Helen Mirren's back uh, from the previous one and some other characters. Vanessa Kirby is amazing as Shaw's sister. But I mean, that was expected because she was actually amazing. Uh, she was actually amazing in, in Mission Impossible Fallout as well. And I, I, I just, this movie was really cool. I had a fun time. I was laughing a lot. Uh, the characters were really great. It made sense. And it, it made a whole lot of sense with The Rock's character, who is surprisingly, um, surprisingly just great. I like what they've done with Hobbs over, over the time. Uh, he's been in all the movies. And it does hopefully have a sequel. Um, there are some other care cameos that are actual characters that I did not expect to see and it is interesting to see where where this might go and if they keep doing this as a franchise all on its own um obviously it all comes down to what kind of money it pulls in at the end of its run but i loved it 10 out of 10 for me it was a lovely action movie especially perfect for the summertime and i definitely recommend that you guys go see it a lot of good jokes stay for the after credit scenes as well there's about three of them um, but but it, it, it makes sense, if you ask me. Uh, that's it for Nick's Nerd News. Thank you guys for listening. As always, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook uh, for social media, memes, pictures, posts, funny news. Uh, usually just letting you know when a new episode is live. Uh, also check us out at nicksnerdnews.com where you can find links to all of the social media pages. Uh, you can also find links to the show's uh, the show itself, I should say, and you can listen to it right there in your browser, or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes pages. Uh, again, that's nixnerdnews.com. I uh, can't wait uh, to talk to you guys next week. Um, just n nothing in particular, just as always, fun stuff to talk about. Gamescom is coming up, and we are also getting close to the Halo Outpost Discovery. Uh, which is at the end of the August, which I will be attending and will be talking about. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. As always, though, uh, fuck the haters. You guys do what uh, what you want to do. Don't let anybody get you down. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. Uh, but I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Catch you later. <laughs>